How's everybody doing today? Good. Um, hey, it's uh, report day and get to visit with the media, practice uh, one tomorrow. Everybody in college football associated with it, whether it's the media, the coaches, players, um, support groups is excited. It's fun um, to continue um, the journey. Uh, tomorrow's not the start. Tomorrow is the beginning of the fourth quarter, uh, the way we break it, break it up. This, uh, this season started seven months ago uh, when we came back from uh, Christmas break and we started in January. And so tomorrow's not the start. Tomorrow is just the end of the, you know, the, the end um, in, in terms of August. The training camp portion of it coming off of summer. Um, we're going to continue to um, build, and I'm not going to say start, but continue to build the foundation of this program, the culture of this program, uh, be one of the most important things we do in year one. I've said it multiple times. Um, I like where we're at right now, uh, not where we need to be, but I do believe uh, we've got some guys and their buy-in factor has increased over the last uh, couple months, really, in this summer. We've made really good strides physically since, uh, I would just say, May 1st, uh, to be very general there. Uh, coming out of spring ball, a lot of strides over the summer, some body transformations, which creates confidence. Um, and the, the, the culture right now is the most important thing we do. How we do anything is how we do everything. Um, and so the way we've gone about academics, the way we've gone about strength and conditioning, all those kind of things um, – lead up to football and that's now it's football time and we get to talk about that so um with that i'm going to go ahead and uh, i'm just going to give you some roster updates some player updates um and then i'll op- open it up for any questions okay so um, talk about some roster update, ab- updates in terms of additions. I'm going to talk about grad transfers. We, we brought in four grad transfers, and I haven't talked much about them. Um, but I'm going to tell you, Zach McPherson, uh, Evan Rambo, Armand Shine, and R.J. Turner, all four of those guys uh, are going to be in major competition for roles right out of the gate. Uh, those four, the best thing I can say about them right now, um, outside of their talent or their physical ability, is the demeanor that they've come into our program with since the beginning of June to add to this culture. They've all come from good uh, programs, I believe, that are accountable and disciplined, and they have added to our guys, and, and I'm proud of those four. Uh, Kosai Eldridge is a junior college linebacker from Kilgore. He's three for three. Uh, Denton, Texas. Um, Kosai is going to be right in the mix at linebacker. Uh, he can play outside. He can play inside. And so we'll see right where he fits best with the rest of our linebackers. But he's added about 12 pounds over the summer. And um, great kid on top of that. One that comes from a non-scholarship grad transfer is Jackson Tyner. Jackson's a quarterback from Rice. Uh, we needed a little bit more depth in the quarterback room. He's played games at Rice. Um, he's mature. He's already graduated. And he came here to, uh, for his last semester of college and this would be a great experience for him um some updates in terms of the injuries um Terrence Steele and Lonzel Gilmore are kind of on the same. Terrence had an upper body injury early in summer. Um, those guys are going to be limited. Um, I would say a lot more limited at the beginning of training camp, working into a limited role. Uh, we'll see right where those guys are at, have more updates on them towards the end of the month. Um, Lonzel's an injury uh, from the end of spring. Um, 
Seth Collins was injured in spring with a um, with the collarbone. Seth, that's a that's a collarbone injury that's a little bit more extreme than we thought as as the summer's gone. Seth's going to be out for an extended amount of time. I'm not sure how long. Uh, that thing has had a hard time healing. Seth has done everything he can and done a tremendous job. Very dedicated in his rehab, um, but he's going to be out for an extended amount of time. And I don't have any really a timeline um, outside of that. Uh, Christian Taylor, John Scott, both uh, Christian with his knee injury and and John uh, with the accident um, in the spring. Those guys are out this year. Uh, I think we've kind of talked about that. And then two guys that will be limited as we start practice but should be full fairly quickly in practice is Sterling Galvin and uh, Tyler Carr, Uh, both kind of injuries that we're managing here at the beginning of training camp but should be full swing, um, I'd say, here in – a short time. Uh, last but certainly not least, uh, the only guy that um, is not here is uh, that we have signed Alante Brown. Alante is the running back from Chicago, dealing with some eligibility issues. I'll have an update for you a little bit maybe next week, next time I meet with the media. So I'll give you a little bit more there. Don't have much more than that today. So uh, those are the uh, kind of the major updates in terms of the roster. Um, and so with that, let me go ahead and open up and we'll talk some ball. Don, you want to start us off? Uh, what is Maverick McIver's progress from his injury, and what do you expect from him early on? Good progress. I've uh, been going through the whole summer. We will, um, I would just say, keep an eye on his amount of reps at the beginning of training camp. Um, Drew, our trainer, and uh, Coach also just manage him at the beginning of training camp, just in terms of overage, making sure we're not uh, putting too many reps on him at the beginning clear um, full speed here we go it's just amount of uh, how many reps he's going to take um, in terms of that knee getting him back hey coach can you uh, discuss who's in the mix in terms of the center position yeah um, you know the center position is one that you need multiple you need more than one uh, Dawson Deaton's going to start there tomorrow I don't know if he'll finish there he may um, but he'll start there when we go out because somebody's got to start there. Um, but I think you got uh, multiple guys. Will, uh, Clayton, I'm going to see if Jack Anderson can play a little center. Could be a 9-1-1 situation. Um, but the thing that I believe in, just like defensive backs, you have to cross-train your old linemen. Your inside guys, your guards and centers got to be able to play both spots. Uh, you got to have multiple snappers, in my opinion. Um, we do that at the beginning of practice when we do uh, center quarterback exchange. And um, then our tackles, the ability to play left and right, like I've talked to you guys about in the, in the spring. Um, but I, we believe in that. We practice that. Uh, there will be uh, several guys there in that mix. You mentioned Jack just here, and you mentioned Jack possibly that being his future at the next level back at Big 12 Media Day. What, what about his game do you like that – you think he could play uh, center? Or do you I think Jack could play all three spots inside, to be honest with you. And he could play a tight end and short yardage goal line. Is that in I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> hey, Coach. Um, since December 1st when you took over back here, um, there's a lot you know you have to change whenever you take over a program. You've talked about wanting to instill so much on the field and off the field. What's the biggest change you've seen both in yourself as a coach and this team since you've taken over? And myself? Uh, the biggest change, that's, a, that's the best question I've been asked all summer. Let me pause for a second. What's the biggest question in myself since we took over in December? 
yourself, Coach? Biggest change. And the team. Um, well, uh, the team answer is a little bit easier for me. The biggest change um, has just been um, the buy-in. And, it, you know, you go from the very first time you get to talk to them, December the 1st, the night before your press conference, where there's zero buy-in, right, which that's the process. It starts like that. Um, and that takes time. And so that's the biggest thing. And we're not where we need to be. I just mentioned that. Um, but the players, the, the work, the effort, um, just the accountability is starting to be where it needs to be, uh, where we need to head. Now it becomes player accountability, which is horizontal leadership to me. It's players leading players. Um, that has to continue to increase um, through training camp, through the season, through our tenure here, in my opinion, to go from good to great. Um, I still don't know the answer about me losing hair on top. Can't be a visor guy anymore, apparently. Got to go ball cap in Lubbock. Quit laughing, TP. Go ahead. Qualities about programs that you do respect. I think it's just um, programs that you would already have a familiar knowledge with, whether they're guys that we know or we've worked with in the past or we know the perception of those programs. I'm talking about accountability, toughness, how do they lift weights, how do they practice, um, the brand of football they're coming from. You know, uh, I don't know James Franklin well, but I know what they do in the weight room, okay, and I know how they play on TV, okay. I know Kyle Whittingham very, very good at Utah. Recruited Armand on the front end of this. We had connections with all four guys, um, and that's kind of how recruiting goes. It's always how recruiting goes. I coach Zach's brother at New Mexico. Okay, Evan, you know, the D coordinator at Cal is, is uh, Tim DeRuiter, a really good friend of mine. But we've got DB coach there that coached with our DB coach. We had connections there. Um, once the guy goes into the portal, then you – call on those connections you know um rj turner steve farmer recruited him to louisiana monroe on the front end and then uh i mentioned armand so those are things that i know armand shines lifted weights and he's been in tough physical practice i've watched utah practice on spring break over the years and so that's those are examples of programs that you respect because i want them to come in and add to our culture i don't want them to subtract from our culture okay they're coming in for one semester um, a couple of those guys are coming in for two years because they're juniors, uh, Zach and, and Evan, when you talk uh, about how much time they have left. But when they come into your program, you want them to uh, validate some of the things that you're doing as well as add to that culture. And all four of those guys have been tremendous. Coach, it's the 150th anniversary of college football. One of the greatest games 50 years ago was Texas-Arkansas. How has the game changed since that time, and how proud does it make you part of the game of college football? It's, uh, I think it's a privilege to coach, not just at Texas Tech, but to be a college football coach. You got a chance to invest in kids' lives, mentor them, um, see their lives change, um, you know, being a lot of them or some of them um, are first generation college graduates, what they can do, how they become fathers and husbands and, and get jobs. Uh, those are tremendous intrinsic values, um, rewards that we get as coaches. Um, you know, 
to be real blunt, the the uh, um, you know the the challenge of Saturdays, um, the passion of Saturdays, the pageantry of college football, um, growing up around it for me. Um, as a young kid going to games as a little kid to getting a chance to play college football. And then it's been a way for me, a, a way of life. It's given me jobs and a scholarship and, and a degree. It's done so much for Matt Wells. It's the ability for me to, to now give back to that game. Um, to me, if you respect the game and you give so much to the game, the game will, will give twice as much back. And that's things that we talk to our players about um, is respecting the game. And, and I use it more in terms of the way you prepare, um, the discipline, uh, the way you practice, the way you carry yourself off the field and in the community. And this game will give so much more back to you. I wasn't around. And I didn't know about the Texas-Arkansas Texas Tech, Arkansas game you talked about. That was a long time ago. You were here? All right. That was a minute ago. Matt, uh, following yes, up on couple of personnel things that you mentioned you said Terrence being down for a while what does that mean for your tackle positions does Travis stay where he was in the spring or does Travis will still play both West and right will move in there uh Troy Bradshaw um see where I where those guys who's better at right who's better at left um Travis Bruffy could play either one can you can you be any more specific on what Terrence did you said upper body upper body injury what what was Lonzell's injury? Bicep. He did that in spring. Okay. Um, and with uh, Seth being down for a while, who we kind of roll out there with tomorrow on your with your first receivers? Those inside and outside guys. I think the outside. I mean, the, you know, your inside guys are um, Rigdon and Mannix. Um, we moved Xavier uh, Martin there. Um, the outside guys, I mean, I, every one of them are going to roll through. Um, the ones aren't the ones until Coach Filani says those are my starters. But in this offense, and I've said it, we're going to play four at minimum. We'll play four outside receivers at minimum every game. We may play five. Um, we'll play at minimum two inside receivers, may play three if they can help us win. We'll play at minimum two tight ends. We'll play at minimum two running backs, maybe three running backs. Over the years, the last couple of years, I can give you examples just coming from Utah State. You know, two years ago, we only played two slots. Last year, we had three that played very well. But as fast as we're going to play, there's going to be a lot of skill guys playing. No, two each. We'll play two tight. We won't play one tight end 95 plays a game. Coach, could you uh, update us on T.J. Vasher and his health and, and progress over the summer? Yeah, fine. Been full all summer. Um, he's he's uh, he's strong. Uh, T.J.'s uh, got a bright future. You know, T.J. is T.J. continues to uh, refine his game. I think the sky's the limit for him. When I say refine his game, it's all route running, be very detailed. Um, receiving's an art. Um, the more detailed he becomes um, in and out of his breaks. And for a 6'6 kid, that's one of the most difficult things for any kid. That's 6'6". Um, but TJ's got tremendous ball skills, great hands. Um, and I think he's, he's learning right now how to be a really dedicated college player. And I'm proud of TJ. He's come a long ways um, over the summer, really over the last three or four months. But I'm really proud of him. And he continues that progression in terms of how to practice and how to prepare. Uh, TJ will be one of the better wideouts in this league. 
And, and then could you see an, an expanded role or trying to find a way to get Jet Duffy on the field, maybe beyond uh, a quarterback position if that's not available to him? Haven't talked much about that. Uh, and then McLean Mannix, uh, can you talk about what you've seen from him so far since since he's been here over the summer and what you're looking for from him yeah so um he has really um trimmed his body down i mean he's a lot more leaner um he's muscular but he's but he's leaned he's leaned out since spring balls ended um that kid i mean he eats right um, nutrition's important to him. He's done a nice job with, with Coach Scholes and our staff, but that's a guy you've seen a body change really over the last three months. He's worked really hard. Proud of him. Coach, coming into going out of spring practice, going into the summer, you gave your team a message, things you wanted them to do, things you wanted them to work on, things they needed to do as a team before they got to this date. I realize you've seen them for about five minutes at this point today. Where do they stand in following those directions over the offseason? How would you grade them out on that? Well, you have individual goals and um, changing their body and weight goals and all those strength goals. And I think we made progress on a lot of them. There's a lot of guys that change bodies. Um, the, uh, you know, I think the real answer to some of the chemistry and the togetherness and the things that you hope to create over the summer, um, we won't have answers until training camp because training camp's part of that. Um, and so I think when you the things that we talked about going into the summer, um, it's probably today's not the evaluation day of that. And what are you most looking forward to other than actually finally getting to coach these guys full on, getting everything going into for the uh, beginning of fall practice? Can you say that? Like, what are you looking forward to most getting other than just being the coach of these guys? What are you looking forward to most going into these fall practices? What are you looking for for this team what are you looking to get out of them, I guess might be a way to describe it, but with regards to the excitement level for you, and I hate to use that word, but the actual event of getting to coach these guys. Yeah. Well, I think you've got multiple things in training camp that you're trying to accomplish. Um, you are, number one, you're talking about how's the O-line going to shake out? Where's the depth? Where's the certain position battles you have? Who's the combo DBs that can play multiple spots? You've got all those position battles going on. Um, you have a team chemistry element uh, that has to be developed in camp that is an extenuation of the summer um, that has to continue. There's a camaraderie and a chemistry that is extremely important. Um, there's a toughness factor coming out of training camp um, in terms of the heat uh, your ability to, you know, the, the heat capacity, how much can you play with, how much do you train in. Um, I've got to come out of it very fresh. That's a fine line uh, to be ready for August 31st. It's going to be 170 degrees on that turf. Um, legit. And I'm not exaggerating it. I may be underselling that. It's going to be hot. We'll be ready for it. I mean, our guys will be Texas tough um, on August 31st, but i got to make sure they're fresh. Um, and so that's a, that's a fine line as a coach. That's a tough uh, juggling act and um, you know got to monitor that during during camp uh, but it's always the ability to try to be as healthy as you can and get to the fight with your best players and get them as healthy as you can but there's a toughness and a physicality that you have to establish at certain points in camp and we'll certainly do that time for about two more uh, coach you mentioned the uh, use of over here the camera on the shoulder sorry um, multiple tight ends uh how do you see that shaking out? How are those guys uh, competing there? Maybe go over some guys you've liked at that position. And yeah. also, 
How, how difficult has that transition been with coming into a, a place where we ha- really haven't seen the tight end position and you didn't have traditional tight ends to work with when you showed yeah. up? Well, there's a couple of them that were here last year, maybe not used in that specific role, but I would just kind of talk maybe about all four of them, really. Um, Dante Thompson, I mean, he weighed 216 pounds when we were out there practicing on the practice field at the end of spring. He's, he's up to almost right at 240. It's a different guy, a different guy blocking. Um, uh, Simon Gonzalez, our true freshman that came in, he had no clue if that football was blown up with air, stuffed with feathers in the month of March. He had no idea. Now he's got a little bit of an idea. He's changed his body. Um, he'll be in that mix. Tyler Carr's a tough kid. I love Tyler. He's a great leader. Uh, he'll be a little limited early. Um, in camp, but uh, again, another guy there. And then the fourth guy that just came is Travis Coons, the junior college uh, tied in, and the ability for him to learn and function in this offense uh, will be probably the biggest key for him and uh, what kind of role he earns in training camp, if it's a minimal role or is it uh, pretty much maximized. And we, we he, he plays you know, 30 snaps a game. That'll be how quick and he can pick our stuff up because we ha- he hasn't practiced yet. So those will be your four four candidates. Coach, what's the message to the freshmen going into tomorrow, and what position groups do you foresee the most opening for a freshman to go in and earn a spot? You know, ever since I've been a head coach uh, the last six years, we have played somewhere between three to six true freshmen every year. Uh, some you kind of got a pretty good idea about. There's others that are going to be surprises in camp, and um, we're going our our message, my message to our staff, just like it is to our strength staff in the off season, is we coach every one of them. We're going to coach every one of them, hold them to the same expectations and the same standards. But there are some guys that I think are going to be close. I'm not going to name anybody individually today. Uh, we'll start talking about them next week a little bit. But there are it's a it's a it's a freshman class in some spots, mainly you know potentially linebacker, just because we're thin there. Those guys are going to get a little bit more early reps. You know, the freshman receivers will. The freshman quarterback will. We've got some freshman DBs that are very talented. Um, those, Every one of those guys are going to be getting reps with the twos and the threes, and they're going to earn their way up. Um, and so we'll give every freshman a chance to play. Thanks. We're good? Thanks so much. Okay.